So, we are going to just have a short lesson today and talk about a, a couple of ideas, um, basically revolving around remembrance. Um, Peter did a good job of, of saying it's interesting and it's quite appropriate that Remembrance Day is on a Sunday this year, um, a day where Christians gather all over the, the world to remember Jesus, um, someone who gave his very life a sacrifice for the whole world. Um, it's probably appropriate that uh, we also remember those, those men and women who've given their lives as a sacrifice for our freedoms, for the, the, the way that we get to live our lives every single day, because a hundred years ago, um, people went to battle against evil and won, and Australia, the country, is who we are today because of those, those battles, those, uh, those people who gave up everything. And so it's pretty appropriate that we remember that today um, alongside of remembering Jesus. And we're going to talk about that, why we do that a little bit. We're going to talk about how we do that. Um, I know that many of you have some church background from places that you've come before. Uh, some of you don't have any church background where you've not had a lot of experience in churches before. And so I think it's probably appropriate that we look at why we remember and how we remember, um, how often we remember, and what we think about when we remember, um, spe specifically um, Jesus. So I want to start off with a little bit of table talk today. I don't know, some of you haven't been here before, uh, don't know what that is, so I'm going to tell you what that is. What we do is I give you about, about seven or eight minutes to go back and pick a table. I always say make sure that you pick a table that you like, okay? If there's somebody that you don't like here, you know, you might want to hang back and wait and see where they sit. Um, then you can kind of... <laughs> I just want to cover all our bases, Olivia. Just want to see it. So if you're at a table by yourself, uh, <laughs> maybe uh, might have to make some adjustments in the future. Um, so no, uh, please don't feel pressured to talk. If you're new here, you don't uh, really feel comfortable sharing. That's fine. You might just listen to some of the other people who are talking around the table. Today's topic, today's question is what I'd like for you to do is think about Think about how you've celebrated or remembered the Lord's table in your past. Um, maybe it's not like we did it this morning. Maybe it's different. Uh, maybe there's different aspects about it that's different. Pete shared a little bit about uh, how he shared it in the past. Uh, so I just want you to share, uh, maybe, maybe there's a, a particular one in your life that's very meaningful that you can remember. Maybe uh, there's one in your life that you thought, like Pete, oh man, this is draw going on forever, i got to get to lunch. You know, you can share that too. Um, but just share a couple of thoughts um, personally about how you've experienced remembering that. Uh, I remember one uh, with our son. We went out to an Anglican church out in the, uh, just uh, out west of Newcastle. And we got there, we'd never been to this church before, and, and Josh was, oh, he was probably about 10, 10 years old. And so we're doing the, the communion or the Lord's Supper, and they were one cuppers. You know what one cuppers are? I don't know if they're, it's technically maybe not that term. I made that up, probably. Um, but they all drink from the same cup, okay? And Josh, 
when they started all drinking from the same cup, Josh was like horrified, you know, because we just didn't do that in our family. So that was kind of a big deal. Then when he drank it, it was an alcoholic beverage. It was a, a wine, an, a real wine rather than grape juice. And he got even more horrified. And so at the end of that Lord's Supper, hit, he was not thinking about the Lord. <laughs> He was thinking about, am I going to get drunk from that one sip? Uh, you know, am I going to get some sort of horrible disease because I've actually, you know, my lips have touched where other lips have gone? You know, it's, it was all very frightening for him as a 10-year-old. So you may have a story like that. So I'm going to give you a few minutes to divide up over the three or four tables back there and have a bit of sharing time. So go do that now. Weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them lest we forget. Amen. You can be seated. I hope and pray that uh, you will continue remembering those people who gave their, their very lives as a sacrifice for us. When we remember Jesus, it's not unlike this. Um, the night that Jesus was going to go to the cross... He was gathered together with some of his friends, and they were actually celebrating a, a remembrance feast. They were celebrating a remembrance uh, meal together. Does anybody know what they, were, what they were remembering as a part of their meal together? Anybody have an idea, a guess? What's that? The Passover meal. And what was the Passover meal remembering? You probably all have heard this story, whether you're uh, somebody who knows a lot about the Bible or not, it doesn't matter. You've probably heard this story, right? What is it? Yep, Prince of Egypt, right? Cartoon? Who's watched it? Come on, adults. I know you've been sitting through the <laughs> movie. So Prince of Egypt story, right? how Moses was sent to free the Israelites who were slaves in Egypt. And God said, I want you to be my representative. I want you to free my people. And so Moses goes, and there's the ten plagues thing. If you remember that, there's all these plagues, frogs, locusts, uh, boils and sickness and all this stuff. And the, the more of those things that happened, the harder Pharaoh's heart got. And he said, no, I'm not going to let these people go. And finally, the last plague was that death would come across the land and the firstborn of every uh, family would die. And God made a provision for the Israelites and he said, if you kill a lamb and you put the blood over the doorpost, uh, this plague will not affect you. Your children will live. So they did that. And so after that deliverance, Pharaoh let the, the children of Israel go and they, they left the land. They went back to inhabit a land that God had prepared for them. And when they got there, they began this remembering. They began this, this Passover feast to remember how God delivered them. That was all a part of that. And so when Jesus sat down with his disciples, that's exactly what they were remembering. They were remembering that story of how God delivered his people. And so at the, at the end of that meal, Jesus knew he was going to be going to the cross. His friends did not. And so he said, I have something else I would like for you to remember. And that's where the Lord's Supper was instituted. That's 
where the Lord's Supper began. This idea that, that Jesus said he took some bread, he blessed it, and he gave it to his friends, and he said, I want you to take bread when you remember me, and I want you to remember that this, is, this represents what? My body that's going to be broken for you. And then he said, and here's some wine, and he gave it to his friends, and he said, I want you to drink this wine. It's, it's red, it's runny, it reminds us of blood. And so kind of a weird way to, to do that, but he said, every time you drink this, I want you to remember the blood that's going to be shed on the cross for you. And from that point on, guess what his friends did? They remembered because they saw the agony that Jesus had to go through on the cross. They saw his body broken. They saw the blood that was shed. And so from that point on, they remembered. And that's where we get what we just, what we just participated in over here. That's the... That's the origin of where that comes from. If you want to know where specifically that comes from, you can see that in Matthew 26, 26 through 30. It's in Mark 14, 22 to 26. It's in Luke 22, 14 to 20. Um, those sections talk about that interaction that Jesus had with his friends. Um, it's also mentioned in other books of the Bible, in 1 Corinthians and in Acts. And in all those places, it is said what the Lord's Supper means. So the meaning behind what we do here every week is that we remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. We do that. Just like we just remembered the sacrifice those men made for us a hundred years ago. We get together and we remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us thousands of years ago. When he lived this on this earth that's the meaning that's the meaning behind it it's a memory device how many of you have anything an object um, something in your life that when you touch it or you see it or you uh, smell it even gives you a memory of something that's important to you how many of you have that sort of thing yeah if you're married what do you have what do you have brett <laughs> A wife to remind you? Yeah. You have a ring, right? When you look at that ring, you are reminded of promises made, vows taken. It's meaningful because you see it. You see it on your finger. What else do you have that reminds you of stuff? Anybody? What is that? Okay. So what does it remind you of? Yep. So people who we've lost that are important to us, sometimes we have a memory device, right? We have an object, something that we look at that gives us comfort, memories. It gives us uh, the thought of that person and the relationship that we shared with them. It's a memory device, right? That's how it works. Um, I'm sure m many of you have those things. I have this little thing. I've shared with this uh, some of you before what this is. What is that? Can you see, Aaron? It's a turtle. That's right. It's a turtle. You can pass. Okay, you can pass it around as long as you're delicate. You know, make sure you, you do that. So it's just a turtle. Uh, it's a ceramic kind of thing. Uh, my favorite animal is a turtle. Uh, it was made by my son, Josh. 
and it was given to me. Matter of fact, uh, it was a time in our life where our family was kind of separated and broken, and I was living out on my own in a waterless cabin in the middle of Alaska, um, feeling sorry for myself, and uh, just having uh, to think about a lot of weird things and trying to, to trudge through life. And I went to see my son Josh one time, and he had noticed when he was out at the cabin visiting me that I had a string uh, in the middle of my cabin that was a, one single light. And I was always not being able to figure out where that string was when I was coming in the middle of the night. And uh, it was always kind of blowing around, and not, not, I wasn't able to find it. So he made me that turtle... I don't know if you can see, there's a little hole in it. Can you see the little hole? Yeah. So he made that for me to put the string through the hole and tie it off so that the, the weight of the turtle would what? Weigh the string down so that when I came in at night, I could turn on and find the light. And that, may, that probably means nothing to you, <laughs> but it meant everything to me uh, because it meant... That my son was what? Thinking about me. He wanted the best for me. He, he thought about, man, that must be really hard on my dad to come in and not be able to find the light. I'm going to do something about that. So he thought of me before he thought of himself. And so whenever I look th at that, whenever I touch that, whenever I see it on, in my closet, I think of my relationship with my son and how he loved me. That's exactly what we do here. That's the meaning behind the Lord's Supper. When we touch that cracker, when we drink that juice, what are we doing? We're remembering how we interact and how we connect with Jesus. It becomes meaningful. It becomes powerful. It becomes very, very meaningful to each and every one of us. Other people may not understand it, other people may look at it and go, I don't really know what that's all about. But we do. Because we have a relationship with him. And we know how much it cost him. That's the meaning behind it. So if you're just kind of doing that and you don't know why, now you know the meaning behind it. How often, how often should we do it? Uh, I think Pete said uh, you had done it, what, once a... Once a month, some churches do it once a quarter. What were some of the things that you, uh, how often did some of the people do it in your groups, in your table groups? Was there any once a, once a year? Yeah, maybe once a year? At your old school, okay. Anybody ever come from a, a system where they did it every week? Yeah, yeah. Anybody come from a, a, a church system or background that did it more than once a week? No? Okay. How many of you do it? Prob have done it more like once a quarter or once a, once a month? That's pretty, pretty normal or pretty typical. So how often should we do it? Well, Acts 2.42 and Acts 27. We'll go to Acts 2.42 if you have your Bibles in your phones. Um, if you're not logged on to our event, um, we can show you how to do that later. Um, but Acts 2.42, this was a picture of the early church and how they were kind of getting along and doing things. Acts 2.42 says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, 
and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So, how often? Doesn't really say, but it says what? They were continually doing that. Okay. In other words, it was a big part of what they did as Christians. When they gathered together, they remembered Jesus. Acts 27 says, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul began talking to them, intending to leave the next day. He prolonged his message until midnight. And Acts 27 says, how often did they do it? Once a week, every, every week. And so uh, that we kind of take as a precedence. We say the, if the Christians did once a week, at least once a week in uh, the Bible, at least we should do it once a week as well. There's another passage that indicates that as often as they got together, they were doing it. So I know uh, different families, different people, individuals, that when they get together through the week, sometimes they'll remember Jesus. Sometimes they'll grab some crackers and some juice, and they'll remember Jesus like that. Is there anything wrong with that? Uh, I don't think so. I think Jesus would want, him, want us to think of him as often as we could, to direct our thoughts, to direct our minds, to have that memory device as often as we can. In the same way that you have those devices in your life to think about. Do you, do you say, well, you know, I have this loved one that's passed away and I have this item that helps me remember them, but I'm only going to remember them once a quarter. Would you ever say that? No. You remember them what? When you need to remember them. When it's, when it's powerful for you. When it, when it touches your heart. That's when you remember them. Jesus is the same way. He wants you to remember him as much as you can, as often as you can. And so we would encourage you to do that. So what are, what are we supposed to be thinking about when we remember Jesus? Like, what were you thinking about when we remember the people that gave their lives for us in the wars? We're thinking about what? Thinking about who they were what they've missed out on, thinking about the families that they gave up, their, their whole uh, future that they gave up, where they might have come from. Maybe you're thinking about a specific uh, relative that was actually involved, and you can actually say, wow, you know, I'm thinking about that specific person because um, I had a relationship or a connection with them. So those are the things that we think about with Jesus as well. 1 Corinthians uh, eleven twenty eight says, But a man must examine himself, and in so do doing he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So that's a pretty broad thing, examine yourself. But what it, what it basically is saying is we need to be thinking about how we are connected with Jesus and how we are affected by what he did for us. You know, maybe, maybe we've gone months and months and months without ever thinking about Jesus, and the time that we come together and remember him, maybe there's some things we need to talk to him about. Maybe there's some things that we need to, to say, hey, I'm sorry, I've been kind of headed in the right direction. I need to, to start heading in the right direction. I need to, to do better in this area of my life or that area of my life. Please forgive me. Thank you for forgiving me. And help give me strength to, to power on. So it's not just about popping the cracker and drinking the juice, is it? It's about taking the time, examining your life, and figuring out 
how we're connected to God through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. It was such a common practice in the early church. It was so common. It's kind of like when I said that uh, on Armistice Day, you couldn't even walk through the streets of Sydney and Melbourne because there were so many people. It, in the early church, it was such a common practice for the early church in that day that pe everybody knew what was going on. Oh, yeah, they're remembering Jesus. There was a, a, be a group of people uh, together, and they'd be taking the bread and the cup, and they'd go, oh, yeah, they're, they're remembering Jesus. They're, that's, that's a group of Christians over there because they're remembering Jesus. That's how common it was. Matter of fact, it was so common that we have records not only in the Bible of this happening, but we have records outside the Bible. People who weren't even Christian, just, just general historians that tell us that this was a common practice for people. Matter of fact, in the Didache, this was uh, written back in the early 90s AD. It says, it indicates that Christians were to come together on the first day of the week to break bread together. And then Justin Martyr in about 150 AD records how Christians assembled on Sunday and it says they partook of the Lord's Supper. Many, many early church writers, historians, Barnabas, Justin Martyr, uh, Clement of Alexandria, Origen, all with one consent declare that the church observed the first day of the week, and they equally agreed that the Lord's Supper was observed every time they got together. It was a habit. It was something that every Christian did. And so I wonder where we've misunderstood where did where did it stop? I, I can't tell you. Did did somebody along the way say, you know, it's a, it's a I want to get to lunch a little earlier, <laughs> and this Lord's Supper thing is taking us too long to do, or maybe somebody said, you know, uh, it takes a lot of time getting all the wine and the bread together. I think we'll just do this once a month, or maybe we'll just do this once every quarter. I'm not sure where the where it all got short-circuited, but I really would encourage you to, to not um, put off and not belabor the point that we really need to be remembering Jesus. We need to be, that needs to be a part of our life, remembering him. He deserves the honor that's due him. Just like those soldiers deserve the honor that we give them, Jesus deserves the honor that we should give him. For the sacrifice he made for us. This is really what Jesus was after. He wasn't after some huge ceremony where we wear robes and everybody gets dressed up. And all he was after was what? He wanted people, his people to remember. Remember what he did. It's almost as if he's sitting there with his friends on that night, right before he went to the cross, and he goes, There's something else I want you to remember. That's going to be really important to you. And I want you to remember it every time you come together. I want you to come together. And every time you come together, I want you to, to remember what, I've, what I'm about to do. And what I'm going to do. This is really something he wanted for his people. Something that his followers could do to help them remember. To remember their relationship with him. To remember his sacrifice. To remember where he went and that he'll be coming back, and that we will be going with him. He wants us to remember 
the sacrifice that he made to make all of that possible. So what's really exciting, you want to hear the really exciting bit? What's really exciting is that we have seven people today that are going to be baptized, and they are going to be taking that, that step towards God and their relationship with him, and that the next time they get to do this celebration, they'll be just that much closer to him. And they'll be able to really start to, that journey of discovery. And every time they get together with Christian people, they will continually start to remember. And they will be carrying on exactly what Jesus wanted his friends to carry on. Each and every time they met, each and every time they come together, they remember Jesus. I remember very vividly the first time I took the Lord's Supper after I became a Christian. Um, I thought, well, what should I be thinking? <laughs> what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? You know. But each and every time, each and every time I began to remember, it became more and more meaningful. Until, honestly, I can say every week that I get to remember Jesus, it's meaningful to me. It does not become old. And I really appreciate Pete each time that he gets up a lot of times he'll say, I really appreciate the th the, that we get to do this more rather than less. Because there's always something to talk to Jesus about. There's always something that we can connect with him about. There's always something that we can remember about the way that he has impacted our world and impacted each and every one of us. Amen? Amen. I hope that's your desire. If it's not, that's fine. I would just encourage you to go home and ask yourself why it isn't. Why isn't it my, my goal? Why isn't it part of my life that I really want to get to know Jesus better? Try it. Try it. He will, he will bless you for making the effort to get to know who he is and, and get to know him better. He will bless that for sure. So let's pray, and then I'll let you know what's happening after that. Hey, God, thank you for um, the way that you have impacted this world. We thank you that Jesus came, he died, was buried, and was resurrected. And Lord, that has changed the whole world. All of history has changed because of that one impacting moment in history, and we are thankful for it. Lord, help us to honor you by remembering this in the right way. And so, Lord, when we get together, as often as we do that, and uh, we, we would just ask you to give us boldness and courage uh, to take the time to remember exactly what you've done for us. Uh, Lord, we thank you for those who are taking a step closer to you today and that, that uh, we really hope and pray that you bless that journey and that uh, you will be there today uh, celebrating with all of us. Uh, we ask that uh, you just... Uh, help us to have a good afternoon of fellowship together um, in this meaningful, meaningful way. Um, bless our week. Uh, give us peace and give us rest and uh, show us how to follow you better. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.